This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Rockets fall out of the top three. San Antonio Spurs got the number one pick. Man, I cannot believe this. <laughs> so I cannot believe this is happening. Who knows where you go from here? I think, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities, but I want to ask you guys this because I've, I've heard a lot of people say this. I think it's appropriate. The number one thing that the Rockets needed this offseason, I think you've said it to me, Spo, was relevance. They needed to be a relevant team. You get that with James Harden. You get that with landing a generational prospect. You don't necessarily get that when you have the number four pick. Are the Rockets now fighting an uphill battle when it comes to being a relevant team? I mean, in a sense, just because they've been awful for the last three years. So another way that you gain relevance is if you develop the guys that you have on your roster and you start winning basketball games. And there is talent on the roster. Like, Let's not get that wrong. As much as today is, is rough for them, they do have a foundation of guys that you feel like they can build you into something. And so if they want to be relevant, then those guys need to continue to get better. And then those guys can grow together and they can win some games together and make the playoffs together. And that's how you become relevant because the problem that this group has had, they've played more summer league games on ESPN the last two years than they've played ESPN. They played one game on ESPN during the regular season the last two years. I mean, nobody's watching their games. It, it's been, they have basically been a forgotten franchise since the day that they traded James Harden. So um, relevance is nice, but you gain that by winning games. I, I would say it's an uphill battle if you compare it to what today's potential was. Yes. Like what the opportunity was that was in front of you. It, it definitely is if you compare it to that. Now, everything that Adam just said is true. Like you do still have some talented players that we have to remember are really, really young. Like it, you don't really have enough of a body of work from any of them to to make a definitive statement about what they are, what they can be. Like I, you can say, hey, they're not going to be a generational talent per se, but we don't really know what their ceiling is yet. Like they're just too young and haven't played enough basketball. So, what do you think the ceiling? Like, if you had to guess, it, it, yeah, of course it's too early. But what do you think that like the ceiling of and, and like the caliber of player that your core guys are like? What, yeah, what yeah, no, about? like if I'm projecting, like do I think do I think that Jalen Green could one day be as good as Devin Booker? Yeah, I think that's po- I do think that that's possible. Is does he look like he's anywhere near as good as Devin Booker now? Absolutely not cuz he's not as efficient of, of a player, but he's got the athleticism, he's got the scoring ability. He needs to fix his jump shot. His jump shot is like very inconsistent and broken, and sometimes his shot selection isn't really there, but I saw some improvements in this game that made me think, yeah, he could be a frontline guy. I just don't really know for sure. He hasn't played enough for me to know for sure. And more than anything, when you talk about relevance, they haven't played any relevant games, and that's where they're trying to get to. That's what we've been trying to trying to really hammer home on the podcast, especially. It's like 
they need to play in more significant games, whether that's in the play-in tournament or whether they are good enough to be even better than that, a six seed or something like that. Like they actually need to be able to play in relevant basketball games. And then I feel like I have a better sense for what they are once they're playing more meaningful games. And they started last year two and twelve. The year before they started the year one and sixteen. So their seasons have basically been over before Thanksgiving. That's where you're just if you want to know how you don't develop players, it's to make their season completely irrelevant by the time you get to Thanksgiving. So that's really the goal now that as we get to next year is, hey, we need to get off to a a better start so that we are playing games that matter into the winter and into the spring. And here's the other problem that they have now. They don't have their first round pick next year. It's only protected for the top four. So they could lose every single game next year, and it's a coin toss that they would even get to keep the pick. 2025, Oklahoma City has a pick swap with them, and I believe it's only protected for the number one pick. So Oklahoma City, and then the the, the pick goes to Oklahoma City. It's only top four protected in 2026. So why this summer is so important for them is that Oklahoma City basically controls their draft for the next three years after yeah, this one. Yeah, it, it's different on how they got there, but it's a very, very similar situation to what the Texans are in, where it's like, hey, I know you've been in this rebuild for the past three years and you've been bad for the past three years, but you kind of have to be good now because of where your draft positioning is next year. Like you, you, the Texans chose just recently to, to trade away their first round picnic, their own first round pick next year, yeah. which means being bad. They will not be rewarded for being bad if they are bad next year. Yeah. Similar situation here with the Rockets where the way Adam just described they at least it had me, an extra though. No, exactly. But they don't control their own destiny that they now need another team to be bad in order to get it. So it's very similar in that sense. And you're going to be scrutinized for that if you are bad. So the Rockets are in a similar situation now to where they have to make that progress as a franchise and as an organization. They cannot be in this lottery again next year. They just simply can't for you to have like a any kind of positive evaluation on what they got going on. They can't be in the lottery. Well, they they can't be. In the bottom five again next year. Okay, they, they yeah, can't fair, be. That, they can't be in a it. position where they could lose the fifth pick in the draft because of a trade that they made five years prior. Because this, these are the bills on the Chris Paul trade, the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook trade that are about to come due. Right. You know they got lucky in twenty twenty one. That was the. <laughs> that's hey, that's that's the last present they got basically from James Harden and Daryl Morey was was that trade, and you know they got lucky in twenty twenty one that that pick swap didn't kick in. Because it was 50-50 that they would get to keep the pick that became Jalen Green. It was 52% that they would keep it, 48% that they wouldn't, and they were able to keep it. That kind of got this rebuild started. Just imagine if that had gone the other way, and they lose that pick, and instead of picking second in 2021, they're picking 18th. You know, this this whole thing looks a whole lot more bleak than it does right now. But, you know, that, that we're going to look back on that, on that Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook trade and be like, man, that was a. That's as bad as it gets, right there. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't have to look back too far. Yeah. We can we can say it now but, and acknowledge. But, but when we talk about free agency and, and what they're looking to do, they can't afford to sit back and wait for the next draft prospect because that could end up in disaster. No. So that's why they're they're they've been talking about having sixty million in cap. They've been talking about this now for months. They're going to have all this cap space. They are going to use every dime. Now, here's a question I have uh, with the with the three teams ahead of them. So, obviously, Victor's going one. Yes. Duh. Uh, number two, Charlotte. They got an interesting situation because they're kind of like at a at a weird spot with Lamelo Ball. Um, and I where didn't think about that. Uh, Lamelo Ball. What are they going to do with him? Do they do they go? Um, do they go with Miller, or do they go with Scoot and maybe trade Lamelo Ball? And if you're the Rockets, would you be interested in perhaps making a trade to 
bring in LaMelo Ball. You know what's interesting about that? We haven't we haven't talked about the Brandon Miller issues because there is some off-court stuff where he, I guess police say that he supplied the gun that was used in a murder this past year in Alabama. The Hornets have been dealing no, it with... it was the guys, he was giving the guy back his gun, right? Again, he supplied a gun that was used in a murder. Right, you said it the more responsibly than a lot of people I've heard talk about. That. I don't. I don't know the best way to do it. But yeah, now that was the best way to do it. So, but that's that's I out guess. there, and that's going to Maybe. be something that gets talked about. And the problem that Charlotte has, Charlotte's been dealing with this Miles Bridges thing all year, and, and Miles Bridges was essentially suspended. He is. He's not under contract with them, but he was a restricted free agent that they basically could do nothing with because he had a domestic violence arrest. And he is going to be suspended, assuming he gets signed by a team for, I think, the first 10 games maybe of next year. And so Charlotte's kind of dealing with that public relations disaster. Do they want to have... So they could take Scoot, and then they could trade LaMelo or, to Houston. Or you keep LaMelo, and you look to trade two and see what you can get to where maybe you're able to add a more talent to the roster because um, you know LaMelo Ball is really good, and he's a marketable player for them. And also, he's... You know, he would be a restricted free agent. So it's not like he can really go anywhere. He doesn't really have full control over his situation. So that becomes interesting. But then also, there's a trade situation with Portland at three. I feel like Portland would take the next best guy of that group, but they could probably get a ton for that pick, understanding that Damian Lillard is now in his early 30s, coming off of a very good year when he was healthy last year. And maybe they try to to, to make one last run at things with Lillard on the roster, and they look to move that third pick in order to add another veteran. Yeah, and, and it seems to me like starting off with Charlotte, it makes a lot more sense to me for them to trade that pick because I, I, I'm i not sure that either one of those players that they might be interested in, it gives you more of an upside than LaMelo Ball, per se, and it's been, particularly Scoot Henderson. Like I, I feel like they're some, somewhat of a similar trajectory, not similar type of player, but in terms of caliber player that we're talking about, I'm not sure that you're like necessarily upgrading with Scoot Henderson. I would say you're, that the likelihood is that you're actually not because LaMelo Ball has actually worked out as an NBA player. But you're player. not having to pay LaMelo. Yes, you know? you're, you're basically getting – You're resetting the clock. Yes, I do exactly. get that. I do get that point of it. But I feel like – and maybe this is the question for them to ask themselves. Like, could you possibly – do you think you'd probably get more for LaMelo Ball? Like, may, like what is worth it to you more? Like, well, let, you, me, let me throw out an offer for you. Uh, the fourth pick for LaMelo Ball. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The fourth pick for the for the yeah for yes, the for the Rockets for the Rockets, yeah, yeah, Rockets. absolutely yeah, yeah, not even a question let's see yeah no there's yeah, not a Jabari in there if the, you want him <laughs> come I on man yeah. nah, we're not gonna let tell you what I tell you what we're not gonna do we're not gonna let Landry know we're near the negotiating <laughs> table because he's gonna give away everybody that he doesn't like <laughs> just because he doesn't like Jalen Green why don't you. Nah, Jalen's Good God, got, man. No, no, no. Jaylen's what are you doing? Jalen's got to run with Lamella. That's some running gum right there. That's work. That's open. That's open court work right there. That is that is beautiful right there. Lamelo and Jalen Green running the floor. Yeah, obviously, Give me that. obviously is a star and would solve the point guard issue and would help you with shooting. I know he's like 
you know, he's a better shooter than I think people realize. Yeah, because and that's probably because he takes a lot of those wacky shots. He's been he's been able to just like, you know, take whatever shot he wants since he was, you know, probably in the eighth grade. So like because he's been that good. So like he, he doesn't take great shots, but he is a good shooter, like a like a really good shooter. And the Rockets don't have great playmaking shot making or again basketball intelligence well, they they have one guy who can create shots for other well they have two because shangun can do it yeah he doesn't necessarily yeah. create the type of shots that you want though whereas Lamelo ball is a guy who can you know get your drive and kick game going a little bit which was something that they severely lacked when kevin porter jr was off the floor so it, it's a very it's it becomes very you know if they wind up in the top three tonight their offseason i think is pretty easy but because they don't now, all of a sudden, I think their offseason is really, there's a lot of uncertainty with what they're going to do, aside from the James Harden thing. Because to be honest with you, I think they're going for, I think they are going to at least make a big run to sign James Harden. And I think it's an easy decision for them now. So now it's about filling the other spots on the roster. Yeah, it's a way more interesting discussion that they have to have now on what exactly to do with that number four yeah. pick. Do you draft at all? If so, who? You know, like it's a, it's a bunch of different sort of layered questions that you got to ask with that pick and how it kind of factors into your overall team building, especially now, like Adam said, it's you're much more likely to go after James Harden now, especially since you get that number two pick either, right? You didn't have that, you didn't have that dilemma of, okay, am I going to draft the point guard that has superstar potential and bypass the opportunity to go get that guy in free agency and, and James Harden? Like, you're definitely doing that. How does the number four pick play into that, to into all of that? It's a, it, it is a fascinating discussion to have at this point. So just a random question, like, are we going to hear from – Anyone out there like Adoka or Stone or anything? Uh, doesn't sound like it. Okay, so we're not yeah, going to hear crickets. from them. It's, it's crickets yeah. out and there. I'm, I'm sure that would have been the case if they'd gotten number one. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would imagine that somebody that there is a bottle somewhere and that they are. It is not a celebratory type. They are drinking uh, tears, uh, <laughs> drowning tears of sorrow these days. Especially, the, it was such, oh man, I can't imagine what it would have been like over at Toyota Center because they, they were so hopeful. Once once you once you get in the top four and you have that long commercial break on ESPN, you're all excited. Oh, yeah, you're like, pumped. This, this is it because, as we talked about, you just wanted to stay in the top three. Like, yeah. obviously, you're elated if you get one, but you just want to stay in the top three. And when you see four come up, oh, that's got to be well, a gut punch. Here's the other thing. Like, normally... Like the NFL does a good job of massaging stuff, and sometimes the NBA does. They don't waste much time on this lottery. They got a playoff game to get to. I mean, they didn't even sue. It was just, hey, commercial break. Boom! Screw you guys. Four. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had. To oh, get, look yeah. up. San yeah. Antonio, you, you look down in disappointment. You look up. San Antonio's got one. There was no build up there. Oh yeah, but no. I mean, we got to get to the meat of the matter here. I mean, this Denver Lakers series is actually like appointment television, and it's a it's for a separate market. But like, yeah, I don't I don't blame them for that. But I mean. For the for the Rockets though, like there were two things for me on this. Not only if you fall out of the top three, but the, another kind of like storyline was who gets the number one pick. Mm-hmm. Is it the scenario we were pointing out when we first opened up? Is it somebody that jumps? Is it somebody that had like low odds? Remember I talked about twenty nineteen with the Pelicans getting Zion Williamson. Is it somebody like that, or is it a team that had the exact same odds as you did? And that's what it. It not only. Was it a team with the exact same odds as you had, but it's the team that you're going to have to face the most out of the two teams that had the exact same odds that you did at San Antonio? Like, and the from, team from that's that closest, standpoint, and the team that's closest in proximity to you also. Yes, yes, exactly. And so from that mm-hmm. standpoint, it is absolutely a nut punch, gut punch, all of that. You know, you know what's funny? I, I don't know if this is actually true, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyways. I brought up the coin toss. Story the, of my life. I brought up the coin toss that the Rockets had with the Spurs. 
uh, which kept them, which that's why the Rockets could only fall because the Rockets and Spurs finished with the same record. But you had to toss, you had to do a coin flip to see who could far the furthest, and it basically helps decide the, the lottery order. I think if the Rockets lose that coin toss, all of their combinations would have been what the Spurs combinations actually turned out to be. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, so, yeah. So the Spurs had the number three team combinations because they lose that coin toss with the Rockets. So the Rockets, I guess, have the, the, two, in essence, the two combinations. In essence, what Adam is saying is that they were lucky twice. Yes. And it is better to be lucky and, than good when Lo- you're talking losing, about the losing NBA the draft coin toss, Losing the coin toss turned out to help the Spurs, I believe. And it's it's why they... Why are you making this worse, Adam? Day. What? Why are you making this worse, man? No, this is the reality. Yeah, I'm just he, out. he can't make it work. I don't you know, want reality. You know what's worse than what he's talking about? I can't handle the Not truth. getting Victor Wimbanyama. That is the worst or of the Brandon worst. Or Brandon Miller or Scoot. Yeah. 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 All Keep of going. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. You get the fourth pick. You know, you get you get somebody not named any of those guys. And they've Surprise. Won, they've won 59 games the last three years. Dude, this is, this is not it. This is not it. I'm fascinated to see what they do. Because they do, like I said, have interesting decisions to make. And but free, this free is not agency, it. Free agency now becomes huge for them. And getting creative and looking around the league at depressed assets. And there are going to be great players. I, I think a, a lot of people around the league think there are going to be some star players that look for new situations. Whether it's, you know, there's been some Giannis buzz that maybe he is tired of the situation oh, Lord. in Milwaukee. That, is that, that's, are, we, are we team Photoshop now? Hey, well, you know what? I've seen the Luka Rockets Photoshop. Hell, let's, oh, let's I've, get I've, all the Photoshop. If the Rockets wouldn't have fired Silas, Luka might have demanded it. <laughs> have you not seen all of the Victor Wimbanyama Photoshops that no longer are relevant yeah, but anymore? Now, but now we're They've going, been doing, we've been doing this for months now. I'm, now it's just it just changes the picture, now the we're face getting, on the picture. Looking at Greek Freak, we're looking at Luka. Who else we need to look at? Yeah, let's look at everybody. Let's look at let's look at K. K. Did y'all saw Dwight Howard asking for all of the underperforming NBA players to come join him out in China? Everybody on his list. I'm well, looking at. You have Carl Anthony Towns out there. He could get moved. Oh the my. Knicks have some guys that could wind up getting moved. I don't think that's the direction that you want to go in. Chris just asked about Jalen Brown. Him and Udoka have a good relationship. Um, that would actually be a good. The he, good he's, call. he's the most obvious one, the, right? The, the problem with the Jalen Brown stuff is that you can't really offer him an extension because you are you are capped by what you can offer him. And so, you know, for them, because you can't offer him the Supermax because it's, it's you would have to only the Celtics can offer him the Supermax. So that's that's the issue that you run into there. And that's why free agency, I think it's tough for them because they could wait. They could, you know, they don't have to. You know, there's an expiration date on their cap space, but it's not this summer. It's next summer. Next summer is when they have to spend the cap space. So if they wanted to, they could just sit on the cap space this summer roll it into next summer, and really make a run at Jalen Brown. The problem with that is that it's not going to help them win games this year. That helps Oklahoma City with with their with right. uh, taking the Rockets draft pick. And then there's no guarantee that Jalen Brown would even come to the Rockets yeah. because, first of all, Boston can offer him the Supermax. So that would have to, he'd have to turn down a, a, an awful lot of money to join the Rockets in free agency if that were the case. Plus, let's be honest, a lot of that was like if Boston had a disappointing exit, they're still playing. So that, that doesn't always matter, though. Right now. Sometimes it does. I mean, Kawhi Leonard left Toronto after after, after winning a championship. Winning a like, that, that does that he's sort of stuff. Though. does. You can't. Well, yeah, he is he's, weird. He's a weird guy. Though. Yeah. But you, and it's not like Jalen Brown has been like effusive in his praise of the situation in Boston because they have not treated him real well yeah. over the last few years. They've put him in every single trade rumor that, that there is. And they haven't even they went to the finals and he was still being rumored in Kevin Durant trade. So that uh, is gone. 
I think he thought he probably was too. So, but it you're taking a big risk if a you trade for him, or b you hold on to your cap space thinking that you might have an opportunity to get him. Yeah, yeah. And, and really the the issue too in free agency was awkward about the James Harden thing, is that after him the top free agents don't really do a lot for you. Like, it's not like it's a guy that you're... It's not you're, a great class. It's not a great free agent class. Jalen Brown would be the best one out of anybody if he was one. So, like, you start to think about, hey, would it be better to wait until next year and, and make your big splash then? Rockets drafting four, Spurs drafting one. Let's let's do a little role play coming up. These guys, they know this uh, Rockets organization better than most. I want to go inside the mind of the most prominent figures in this organization, as well as some that have left. Next.